Batman. Good luck, Harry Potter. Well, cover me with eggs and flour and bake me for 40 minutes. Hello and welcome to Scream Masters with me, Bav. And me, Fluff. And today on the show, we're finally going to go to the MCU. And we're going to look at phase one and decide which one's our favourite. Yes, we're ranking phase one of the MCU today. So, before we get to that, of course, I would like to turn to some wise words. And today, they're the words of ACDC. And I say, back in black... I hit the sack. I've been too long. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, I'm let loose from the noose. That's kept me hanging about. I'm just looking at the sky because it's getting me high. Forget the hearse because I'll never die. I've got nine lives, cat's eyes, abusing every one of them and running wild. And there we go. I think words to live by for all of us there. (laughs) Okay. You gotta know why that one's there, surely. Oh yeah, it's, well, yeah. Come on. yeah. Ah, I'm not that stupid. I mean, go, they're gonna be wrong. Some of them are a bit of a, a grab. Sometimes you just pluck them out of these crazy ones. But no, that yeah. Come on, I mean, we, we've all seen the first Iron Man enough to know. Oh yeah, that's yeah. I see these. Yeah. So um, yes, let's do the admin. If you want to join in the conversation, you can go to facebook.com forward slash the screen masters, or you can follow us on Twitter at the SM underscore pod. And if you want to go back to our YouTube stuff and have a look at any of the visual wonders therein, the link is bit.ly forward slash yt. So, over to you, compadre. Watch it, watch it. What you watching? Um, watching? Okay, so the usual roundup of what I've been watching. Uh, now, I had the luxury of actually having a wee bit of time off of work recently. Um, I've been back this week, so I don't actually feel like I've ever had any time off whatsoever. Um, isn't that always the way, though? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah generally. You know, generally. Just, yeah. Uh, right, so a couple of things that I've been watching. Now, a couple of them, I get the feeling that you really will be interested in, to okay. be honest. Uh, now, the first one is going to be Trek-centric. Okay. Because now we've obviously got uh, Picard, which is now finished its second season, which we're probably glad it's finished. Um, mm-hmm. It improved, it improved, but it's not a scratch on a lot of things. So we just, you know, we're, I'm, I'm hopeful that the third season actually does something and that I won't get to the end and be like, why did we have a whole three seasons of Picard? You've just literally shut on the memory of a great character. Yeah. Um, I keep my fingers crossed for that. Obviously, we've just had a Strange New World start, and I know me, yourself, and uh, and our good friend Baggy uh, have all watched at least a couple of this, and I think we're all a little bit mesmerised by it, to be honest. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm three episodes in. Um, yeah. uh, I think the fourth will be out today, will it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Recording? Today, yesterday, yeah, something like that. It's yeah. usually a Friday night, isn't yeah, it, or yeah. something like that. So, uh, sorry, Thursday night into Friday. So, yes, I'm three episodes in. And, yes, I, I, I really enjoy it. it. It reminds me of when I was a child and I used to go with my dad at six o'clock and sit in mum and dad's bedroom watching Star Trek The Next Generation with him. Six till 6.45 on BBC Two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As it was back in the day. Yeah, I remember those days. So, I have high hope for this series, if, if I'm being honest. I think it's it, it just feels... It, it, it is Trek very much at its heart. 100%. 
it's obviously got a nice new polish because, well, you can't look, make it look like the 60s even though it's supposed to be set before the 60s. It's always the problem with it. But it, it gels. Like, I really love Anson Mount. I think he's great. Yeah, yeah, really like Pike. Um, it, it. Yeah, it just, it just feels like a breath of fresh air. I've been watching Discovery, whereas I know you haven't. Uh, so I know you're a little bit behind in some of the story there. This obviously kind of picks up the threads after a series of Discovery. So it didn't forget what happened, but it's also not rubbing it in your face every 30 seconds. It's yeah, like, no, I think that it's happened. Done, it's done quite a good job, I think. I think it's done quite a good job. Because, um, yeah, I, I've, funnily enough, though, I have gone back to season two of Discovery mm. to start watching it, to oh, watch good. his story in, okay, good. in full, because I'm interested. Because, yeah. like you say, I like the character. Yeah. Um, and it's funny you saying about that level of polish. It it has got a level of polish that the original didn't have, obviously, mm. but they haven't gone nuts with it. Like the 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 red, as detailed as this is, the red bit on the front of the nacelles. Mm. You know, in the modern interpretation, you would smooth all that in, yeah. but there's there's a lip there still, and it, yeah, yeah. it sort of sticks out like it's a separate component. Whereas in the modern day, they'd sleek it all over to make it look like it's all one piece. And that, very coincidentally, will bring me to my second. Which is a series which is, if you're a Prime subscriber, you've got... It's called The Centre Seat. uh, 55 Years of Star Trek. Now this, I found the other day, uh, and I'm not going to lie, it took me about two, three days to go through. Um, It's like an 11 episode series... That starts with discussing the first Star Trek series and how uh, Lucy Austere or Lucy Ball or, you know, whoever, you know, from I Love Lucy, the big American show. Lucy Ball, yeah. Yeah, um, she basically helped front and helped pay for the initial couple of Star Trek episodes, which led to the first series. And each one of these episodes of this, like, 11-episode series kind of covers different things. So you've got the first series to begin with you've got the animated series after that you've got then the motion picture and kind of like wrath of khan you've got a couple of the other films after that you've then kind of got uh the next generation you've then got like looking at all of the different iterations ds9 voyager honestly i didn't know half as much as i did when i watched it yeah um interesting some of it we know like we kind of know a little bit say about voyager how Jerry Ryan came in, basically rubbed the whole cast the wrong way because they were like, wow, there's some pretty hot chick who's suddenly grabbing all the attention in the ratings. But it actually helped the show. And eventually you can hear it in some of them that they realise that it helps. But, my God, you, you can clearly tell uh, that, that Jerry, Ryan and, uh, Jerry Ryan and Kate Mulgrew, oh, they hated each other. Oh, really? Oh, they really hated each other. Uh, so it's it's an interesting yeah it's, there's a lot of interesting things in there obviously uh, you know hearing about Gene Roddenberry yes he's he's an in, incredibly important person in Star Trek but at times he also sounds like a bit of a hindrance uh, and honestly if if you're a Trek fan find it on uh, find it on Amazon uh, it's called The Centre Seat narrated by uh, Gates McFadden so uh, you know nice. got a bit of Doctor Crusher in there uh, there's so many surprise characters or actors that you'd be like i wonder if they'll be in there yeah and it, so not everybody is in there but enough people are in there cool uh and yeah it's kind of a love letter to the track so nice that's that's oh, one thing go with that. uh and then i'm going to touch on one other thing as well now this is actually uh an older 
older film which I hadn't watched in a while. I I just spotted it on Prime, and I was like, you know, I haven't watched this in years. It's called The Man from Earth. Have you ever heard of it? No, okay. I don't think I have. Uh, I do. Again, it's one of these ones that I encourage. It's it's a great kind of sci-fi story. Um, I'll I'll just give you the nuts and bolts. Won't get too too much. Essentially, it's about a guy who is sitting around and is leaving town. He's that's it. He's done. Uh, this is set in America. He's leaving town, um, and he sits down and tells his friends a story about a man who's say fourteen thousand years old and has lived since you know prehistoric. Well, I say prehistoric. You know, since that era. Yeah. And has never died. Okay. In perhaps implying that he is this very person, and all the anthropological queries that may be thrown at him and the socio-political ones, also religion. It, this is a film which I loved way back when. Um, and the only reason I watched it is because I spotted that there was a sequel, which I'd never seen. And I thought, I'm going to watch the original before I watch the sequel. I loved the original, re-watching that. It was, there's just something great about it. I really yeah. do love it. The sequel was an absolute bag of bullshit, which is a shame. Um, but, you know, it's one of those ones where you can always see the sequel's never as good as the original. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. So it, it's something that I'd, I'd encourage you to give a view. Okay. Um, other than that, I, honestly, I've been reading so much. So, so very much. I've been reading and audiobooking a lot recently. Um, I will come back to, to you on, on one of them. It's called The Bobiverse. Um, when I tell you the concept at the, at the next the next pod recording, I think you may find yourself suddenly downloading uh, and being obsessed with it as well. Genuinely, okay. I do. I do. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll cover that. But, what you been watching? Um, don't know. Let's have a look. Uh, well, I've watched quite possibly the stupidest film I've ever seen in my life. Oh, do tell, do tell. Moonfall. Oh. Oh. Yep. Halle Berry? Yeah, yeah. Halle Berry. Yeah. The dude... Patrick Wilson. And uh, Sam from... Sam Game from of Game of Thrones. Thrones. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And uh, directed by Roland Emmerich. Um, so big, silly, explosive ridiculousness, sure, right? Sure. Right? My God. This goes... Uh, I cannot... I cannot explain to you the level of stupidity <laughs> that this film goes through. You come out feeling less intelligent for having watched it. It's, it's not like his normal stuff, because his normal stuff is just throwaway bobbins. Yeah. Or entertaining bobbins. This is on a whole different level of stupid. Mm. I mean, the, the fact moon, that I, ha- I don't even... The moon's even... a hyperstructure. Yeah, yeah. There's a fucking white dwarf in it. Mm. Okay. They fly that far away from it. For the for the audio listener, I'm... What's that, about an inch and a half, two inches? About size of your penis. Quite. Um, they get that close to a fucking white dwarf and experience no ill effects. Um, I was going to say... At the hang, level of stupid. Well, hang on a minute. So there's a white <laughs> dwarf inside the moon, yes. correct? Right. So how do we not feel its effects right now? I have no idea, because apparently... Yeah. We're too intelligent to realise what the hell's going on. I, d- I don't know, man. I, I, you know, I love how he's been bitching and moaning about superhero films and they're all shitty and rah, rah, rah. And it's like, dude, look at your own bag of bullcrap. Yeah, like, don't, exactly. don't be throwing shade at anybody else because they're successful and your stupid bullshit action films 
no longer interest people. I mean, I'd heard about it, but I haven't seen it anywhere. Because d- is it even gone to the cinema? Did it yeah, go to the cinema? Yeah, it was a cinema release, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. It was a cinema release. Oh, my. But, yeah, it's fucking idiotic. Did you go to the cinema to No, see? hell no. Oh, okay. So you didn't pay legit money. It was like on a streamer? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That's yeah, yeah. all right then. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> I watched uh, Michael Bay's new film. Exactly. I didn't really know there was a new Michael Bay film either. Uh, for, for the listeners again, I just looked up and down like, yeah. There was a new Michael yeah. Bay film called but Ambulance. Sh- oh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's the okay. one. And oh, what was the other guy's name? He's got a cool name, and I cannot remember it right now. I'm gonna look it up though, because otherwise I'm gonna be annoyed with myself. Well, I mean, no but offense, yeah, but Michael it's... Bay and Gyllenhaal. I'm already like. Uh, well, I don't mind Gyllenhaal so much, but mm. yeah, you know, my issue with it was that actually it was a little bit boring at times. Uh, Yahya Abdul Mateen, I think his name is. Mm. I think that's how you say it. Um, right, Katie's ringing me and Eva's just rung me. Hold on a sec. Hello? I, I don't know. I'm recording a podcast. No, that's fine. I, I didn't realise I needed to. It's Friday night, so I just thought she'd be at going to King's Club or whatever and... Yeah, I see she sent me a couple of texts and she tried to ring, but I, I was like, oh, I'll get to the end of this section and then I'll ring her. But obviously then you rang, so I was like, oh, Christ, it must be important. So I've just picked the phone up. It's fine. I'm not there. Go for it. No, I'm at Fluffy's. All right, cheers. Bye. Okay. Ambulance. So this is, yeah, this is Michael Bay's new one, Jake Gyllenhaal and Yahya Abdul-Mateen. I'm just going to double check that again because the name is, yep. It's, it, oh, it says he's Yahya Abdul-Mateen the second actually. And Isa Gonzalez, a, whose name I'd forgotten as well, she's the sort of nurse that gets dragged along in the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But what it is, is it like a heist basically in these, the, 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 the Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, Yahya Abdul-Mateen, and yeah, Yahya, I'll call him Yahya. They are oh, brothers yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. who one of them has gone into a life of crime, the other one's tried to straighten himself out. And Jake Gyllenhaal's the criminal mastermind or, you know, he, he runs this sort of, thinks he runs a crime empire. And Yaya's got a family and trying to go straight. But he's struggling for money because his wife needs medical care. So he goes to his brother. His brother's like, hey, we're just going on this job. Come with us. And it all goes wrong and they end up, the two of them end up in an ambulance running away with uh, a cop in the back who's been shot, who the nurse is trying to keep alive. Because Jake Gyllenhaal, even though he's a criminal and nutcase and whatever, he's like, no, no, if we kill a cop, we're done for. Like, no, I think you're done for anyway, mate, but fair enough. So he keeps killing us. But basically what then transpires is sort of speed. Because they can't stop. And they're being followed by everyone. And the fact they're in ambulances on the news. You know what I mean? It's, it's, so they can't really run away. And I'm, I'm already thinking, like, don't they just throw spikes on a road, puncture the tyres, well, the, the, the ambulance stops, and they pull it over, and he's, oh, guns, get but, out, get out, oh, shit. He's threatening to kill the cop if 
is the thing. But anyway, it, don't get me wrong. I, I don't want even bothering to defend the fucking oh, thing because yeah, yeah, yeah. my issue with it, like, because Michael Bay films normally, for all its bullshit, I I can normally at least say that they're pacey and action packed, and you know, I was bored. I don't think I can ever say I've been. No, actually, no, I can. Some of the Transformers films are really boring. Oh, God, there. Yeah. Until, oh, like, God. the last hour and a half where all the kicky, fighty stuff happens. But, yeah, this was boring at times, mm-hmm. and then the action didn't make up for it. Looking into it, it's based on... Um, uh, I can't... I don't know what country it is, but it's based on a European film, anyway, mm. called Ambulanson, which is about an hour and a half long. Or an hour and twenty minutes long. How's long? And is apparently, this? is much better. Yeah, it's over two hours. Oh Jesus Christ! Michael yeah, man. Bay, and it feels like it. And he's oh, also, God. he's clearly discovered someone who knows how to pilot a drone. Because you know how he loves his camera shots and his, sure. you know, his, his, his yeah. you know, loads of really quick cuts, so you can't see what the fuck's going on at all. Blah blah blah. There are car chases in this where I genuinely didn't know where one shot ended and the next shot started because I couldn't fucking see. Because he's got this drone pilot flinging the fucking camera all over the place. And again, the quality degrades. Because mm. it's a camera on a drone. He's using film quality cameras for the rest mm. of it. And I'll, you know what? It's not worth it. Even though there's one bit that I was like, huh, that's kind of cool. But it's in a way that, yeah, this would look cool in a Ken Block video. Mm. Where he's driving his car around. Mm. But it, it, cop cars are chasing him. The cop cars happen to go over to a ramp because, of course, there's a ramp for cop cars to go over. And the drone is coming in from the side to take the shot oh, and the cop cars okay. jump over it. Yeah. And it okay. goes underneath. And I was like, oh, that's a cool bit of piloting and a good stunt. It's got fuck all to do with the film and I don't want to see it in the film because it now means that I have no idea. You know, the shot finished with me going away from the right-hand side of the car mm. and then the next shot's behind the lead car chasing by... It's that. That's his problem. He doesn't ever let one shot lead into the next to show you where the next bit of action is taking place from. That's why it's so chaotic. Whereas a decent action director like, oh, I don't know, you know as we've discussed in the past, Nolan, for example, just picking one off the top of my head, looking at the Batman stunts and things, he, he, he makes sure that your eyes know which <laughs> orientation you're looking at <laughs> what you were doing, you know? Yeah. It sounds simple, it sounds basic, but, you know, it's Michael Bay, so... It's, it reminds me of that bit in South Park. Uh, is it the Imagination <laughs> Land one? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's that uh, one. My, yeah. Michael, that's, a, that's an action sequence, not a story. I uh, I don't know the difference. <laughs> yeah, we know, we know. Michael. We, we know, Michael. We know. And this is the thing. Like we, we shit on him all the time, justly so, because he's shit. Um, but again, we've seen things like The Rock and other films where... There is a story. There is a bit of yeah, a structure. Yeah. There is entertainment. There is action. Down. And it's basically like he just reached a point and just went, right, I'm just going to stand here. I'm going to wank and I'm just going to spunk <laughs> over the whole thing. Uh, and nobody's going to probably know where it starts and begin, where, where it ends. Um, there you go. Spunked it. The visual imagery on display today was brought to you by Fluffy and in no way represents the feelings and thoughts of Screen Masters Incorporated. Speak for yourself. Yeah, um. <laughs> I just don't want to imagine Michael Bay spunking. No, um, there is that. Yeah. So yeah, that was uh, a big pile of boring nonsense. I'll finish with because um, we'll uh, let's maybe keep the Marvel stuff till next time because I don't think we've discussed Moon Knight on Pod, and I don't oh it's since it's finished and we haven't discussed Doctor Strange on Pod either. It will give plenty of people an opportunity. I know a few so people. Let's, that, yeah, exactly. You know, we'll give people a little bit longer. Yeah, okay. Uh, to to come back to us. So 
The Lost City. That's the last one I'll go for. Uh, Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum and Daniel Radcliffe in... Ah, well, I just want to say Jewel in the Nile because it just reminded me of Romance in the Stone and Jewel in the Nile. Mm. Um, it's 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 a great sort of Indiana Jones light, the mummy, you know, those sort of things. Sure, 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 sure. Um, there's actually been quite a lot of them recently, stuff like uh, Uncharted, you could really say, was that sort of thing as well. Yeah, the, the um, uh, not, I mean, action-adventure kind of yeah, exactly. ish thing. Yeah, just trying, that's it, I suppose they're trying to push the envelope of, ooh, Let's let's look at the world as opposed to the four walls that we've all been stuck inside for the last few years. Yeah, because mm. it's like uh, Uncharted actually is. Uh, I watched. Um, I've seen that. I'll talk about it another time. But the, I watched the honest trailer for it, and the honest trailer was hilarious because it, it, one of the lines in it was, "When did bad mummy copies become its own genre?" Mm. And I was like, "Oh yeah, you're right." And obviously in the trailer, they put up pictures of like uncharted the lost city this this you know and the lost city i i will defend a little bit i think it's better than those but it uh, is probably a the caliber throwback. of a couple of the actors there i, would say. I mean yeah. Sam, sandy b i mean yeah. he doesn't love a bit and of sandy b channing tatum plays a, uh, a nerd he's a geek he's yeah. a fanboy and i love it when he goes off type and just does something nuts yeah. um and daniel radcliffe is like a proper british empiresman from the 1900s or something. White tents everywhere. He's always wearing a crisp white suit. It's, it's, but he's loving it. And you yeah. can tell he's loving it. He's hamming it up no end. Um, and it, it, it doesn't transpire the way you think it would. Mm. I'll, I'll give it that. It's not what you think it's going to be by the end. Mm. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's an accident. adventure. Blah, blah, blah. blah. The ending you won't see coming, I don't think. Uh, if it involves the Americans winning the day and the Brit being a cunt, my apologies. I've said the C word. You'll have to bleep that. Yeah, I will have to bleep that if I can remember where it was in the recording. Yeah. Um, yeah, if it ends up with that, then uh, then, then I imagine it's probably the ending that I imagine. Well, of course he's the bad guy. Oh, well, yeah, but they're, they're, they're bloody Americans. You know, we can't... When, when are we ever the nice guy? Like, you know... Well, you can't... You know... This is the problem, though, isn't it? The Americans are never going to look on us fondly in that way historically because we are them, and they fought us in 1776 or whatever it was yeah. and got independence from us, so there's that history. You know, they just they carry grudges, man. Yeah. The British don't. Fucking Germans. Um, <laughs> I don't mean that, by the way. I have absolutely nothing against people of the German faith. Um, I'm a big fan of Rammstein. But, yeah. So, The Lost City. I think it's good. It's fun. It's entertaining. I would recommend watching it. I was a little bit upset. There's a couple of moments in it where I think it strays too far over. It gets really close to the 12 certificate. Like, if I was watching it with my nine-year-old son, most of it is absolutely fine. There's two moments where I'm like, you just pushed something there for no reason. A character, like, this one shocked me. A character gets shot in the head right in front of Channing Tatum, right? Mm. You don't see the shot or anything, mm. but Channing Tatum gets splattered in all of this blood and gristle and shit on his mm. face. And then in a scene, the next scene where he's driving a car, he's like, oh, is this, is this brain on my face? Is this brain? It's really gruesome looking. Mm. And I'm really surprised for a 12, because normally the injury detail, they're not allowed to go that far. Mm. 
Um, and then there's a scene where she's picking leeches off him. And she's on her knees in front of him. And... I mean, no it's offense. I wouldn't. I, like, I mean, oh, man, why have you got to do that? Y- you say about your nine-year-old son watching this. I don't think he'd find it appealing. To be fair, I don't know whether that you know it, it doesn't sound like his cup of tea. No, probably not. <laughs> so that was it. I was just like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't foresee. We've tried gaming with him. He loses his attention span oh, within yeah. five minutes. He ain't going to be bothered by that. Film. No, and he still wants me to go back to that game as well. All oh, right, which okay. I do want to because I've updated loads again. Yeah. Um. But yeah, let's leave it there for now then. I I I, I will leave it there. <laughs> and we will come back next time to some more stuff. So phase one. Let us take you back, ladies and gentlemen. Many, many moons ago now to two thousand and eight. And it was we would, well, no, it wasn't announced because it was announced before that. Damn it, I screwed up my line. But the first in the MC, first film in the MCU came out, which was, of course, Iron Man. And I don't know about you, but I look back to those times and think, wow, how crazy was it? Because you'd got this, well, an actor who most people thought was washed up and probably wouldn't work again Mm. or certainly not in a a leading man capacity or anything like that Mm -hmm. um this studio who had no success had nothing to look back on great characters but the studio themselves had nothing they were a a startup you know they were a, a flash in the pan almost is is how it was potentially looked at but they had a plan as we now know, all these years later. Um, and yeah, I, I I always remember, obviously we'll, we'll talk about the other stuff as well, but I always, always will remember the first post-credit sequence from Iron Man mm. and how incredible it was to hear those words of you're part of something bigger. Mm. Uh, I'm working on this thing. It's the Avengers Initiative and how amazing that experience was. And this is something that I think like my uh, like my children don't understand is that when you're a fan of these these characters for so long in in other formats, to see them brought to life in a way that is good, <laughs> you know, and and works and people really enjoy and They've got a plan and they know what they're doing. And you can see the building blocks being put in in the very first piece of the puzzle. It, it, it's just something wonderful that I honestly don't know whether we'll ever see again in cinema. Yeah, no, I mean, let's face it. At this point, we're 14 years from then, you know, 2008 to 2022. Um, that's, you know, 14 years of that and... Every single freaking franchise is trying to replicate it in so very many ways. Absolutely. Loads of people just refer now to things as, oh, the universe or the shared universe. Or this was this was the crux of that. This was the first point where people went, hmm, multiple characters, multiple films, all in the same universe. Yeah. Like we'd had snippets of this that and the other but 
nothing coherent that said, no, 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 this is a shared universe. Everybody is a part player, uh, part player in this whole thing. Aside from, say, Star Trek, you know, or, or Star Wars or something like that, where, yeah, okay, you've got a couple of films, but they're not necessarily, you know... No, this, 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 this is the grand scope of, okay, we've got hundreds of characters in our back catalogue. We are going to start with these ones and we're going to build it up. And everybody else, DC, are the biggest culprits of this, looked at Marvel, shat the bed, and threw everything they could at the wall to see if it would stick and that they could start building their own universe. And that is where they went wrong because Marvel had an idea and they built on that idea and they carried it on they 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 had a couple of films to begin with and they just kept growing it and growing it and growing it they didn't go too big too soon they went at a good steady pace and you've seen it with other franchises that have just gone right okay let's go balls to the wall let's go million miles an hour and let's throw in as many easter eggs as possible as many cameos as possible we'll try and show that the universe is massive already no just start with one film. Yeah. Just start with one film, one character, maybe one Easter egg at the end of it that leads into something more. Hook people into it because sure as shit, that's what Iron Man did. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Exactly right. It's um, like I say, I just uh, I look back on it and it seems commonplace now, and it, you just think you don't know, guys. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like it's no, no, like no. you don't know, man. You weren't no. there. I mean, we. But I never, never thought I'd see this. No, never. I mean, uh, and I was saying that in 2012 when yeah. the Avengers came out. Yeah. Here I am, ten years past that. Yeah. After Endgame. Yeah. And Thanos and shit. Yeah. And multiple Spider-Men appearing in films together and. Yeah. Ah! It's yeah, so it, crazy. That's the thing. At that point, we'd had again as as the X Men fan that I was. I was, you know, my 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 guys were already there. They were already on screen. The X Men were already there. Yeah. But by two thousand eight, they literally shat the bed as well because we suddenly had X Men one, X Men two, and then Brett Ratner comes along and shits the bed. And then every fucking subsequent film after that just wasn't a scratch. Just didn't get to the, the the level that X-Men 2 got to. Yeah. And again, X-Men did the exact same thing. They built a little bit from the first film. They expanded upon that a little bit of the second. Little few Easter eggs here and there. And then by three, they tried to shove as many fucking characters as possible in the film without understanding, no, mutants are actually different. You can't have 50 people all just jumping up and down, you know, crawling all over stuff looking the exact same with the same abilities. I don't think you've ever picked up and read an X-Men comic, you fucking idiots. Well, you can't kill someone who can evolve. To- oh, don't even get me started on <laughs> Darwin. I knew I wouldn't even need to finish Good the Good God almighty. Jane Goldsmith. Yeah, please, please go back and James see James Goldsmith's X-Men goddamn motherfucking husband. It's Jonathan fucking Ross. He's got one of the biggest probable comic book collections in this country in a room sat next to her. She didn't pick one up and go, oh, I got the character wrong. <laughs> uh, and even him, maybe she took him, chucked in the screenplay and went, have a read of that. And he yeah. didn't go, love, uh, this guy called Darwin, he evolves, you've just killed him. That can't happen. Oh, I don't care. All right then. 
Yeah. Because that, that was maybe, it. But, maybe, yeah, yeah, you know, maybe you wanted sex that night, so it oh. wasn't the night to do it. Oh, God. You had to bring first con. Oh, God. You, yeah. Oh, fucking first anyway. class bullshit. Anyway, moving back to one. So movie. in that same year, Marvel's Great Gamble involved Incredible Hulk, which I... I enjoyed. I actually I, did enjoy it. I enjoyed it, it yeah. at the time. I look back now and I don't ever want to watch it whenever it's there because, but it's purely because of Edward Norton. Yeah, that's Because I don't like Edward Norton. I don't mind Ed Norton. He, he is one of these actors that always felt like he had a level of arrogance to him. Yes. Like he was too good for it. It was yeah. like, oh, I'm the Hulk. A bit too good to be in a superhero film. Why would I want to join with other people in being another big superhero film? I don't know. He just yeah. he he's he's a good actor in certain things, but in other things, he just comes across as an arrogant prick. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I was, like I say, I'd, I'd never question his performance in Fight Club and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, like you say, he's got his his good uh, American is it American History X. Yes, American History X. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, I wouldn't question his. Performances apart from you know the Italian job remake and um, yeah I'm not a fan of his Hulk but that was you know that that was 2008 so they released the first two and tested the waters and obviously I mean the Hulk I think Hulk did all right but yeah. Iron Man was the shining star of that yeah it, it made fucking bank yeah I think the, the the benefit that they had with Iron Man say over uh, Hulk is that we'd already had a couple of Hulks before. Yeah, exactly. We'd had Ang Lee's Hulk with Eric Banner. We'd had TV Hulk, um, and Iron Man. We we'd not had anything like that. We didn't have a big, you know, shiny guy, tech guy, especially you know the beginnings of the 21st century. Yeah. Jesus Christ, who could appeal more to 21st century than a tech billionaire like Iron Man? Yeah, exactly. Um, I liked Tim Roth. Tim Roth's good in the yes. Hulk. I like well, that. We know how good Tim Roth is because he's being brought back to the MCU. Exactly, and that's what I find interesting about this. Is is it's kind of the, I think it's the forgotten film of Phase One. Really, mm. I think a lot of people don't even realise that it's part of the MCU because it's it's kind of off to one. You think it's off to one side. Because I, I think that's largely because Ruffalo isn't the Hulk in it. And people yeah. associate Ruffalo with being Hulk now. So they look at that and go, oh, that must have been before the MCU, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we also have, uh, I mean... Tim Blake Nelson. <laughs> yeah, that was it. I had just had to quickly do a check because uh, I was like, yeah, no, no, it is Tim Blake Nelson. Uh, who, again, could potentially become the leader. Yeah. And I'm like, there's so many little things that were back there. Um, Martin Starr, who, in the credits actually plays Amadeus Cho. Yes. You don't realise that, but obviously he then pops up as a, a teacher in Spidey years further down the line, but not as that character. So they kind of introduced Amadeus and then they kind of took it back straight away. Yeah. So I mean, it was interesting, but, you know. And obviously we got introduced to Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah. Who again, Always the hope he may come for a while. as Red Hulk, but... Unfortunately, that will never happen now. No, the God rest his soul. Late great William Hurt. Exactly. Um, yeah. Star of my favourite worst film ever. Um, and yeah, I, you know, that was, yeah, that was Hulk. 
it was what it was. I'm not a huge Liv Tyler fan either, to be fair, so that probably doesn't help. She's pretty, but I'm not a huge fan of her. Um, two years down the road after that, we got Iron Man 2. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... It, it, it gave put, me it, stuff I wanted. Yeah. But also, I was just like, oh... Well, we've already... I mean, there's a couple of things straight off the bat. One, Terence Howard does not return uh, as, as Rhodey. No, indeed. Um, now, again, as, as I've stated before, I, I have no qualms about Don, Don Cheadle. I, I like Don Cheadle as an actor in yeah. certain things. However, he did not fit the bill of Rhodey for me. He basically was like, we don't really have much of a budget. Who can we get in? Okay, we'll do Don Cheadle. Uh, but he has never had the gravitas for the character that Terence Howard had the film before. Obviously, that, again, this is all subjective. This is my opinion, only m- my opinion alone. He seemed to gel well with Robert Downey Jr. in that film. Whereas Don Cheadle walks in this and his first line is, yeah, I'm here, just get over it. And they just sit down and it's like, okay. But I felt no chemistry between the two of them. I think there, it took longer. I do, th- I do think, you know, if you watch the later stuff where he's War Machine and that, mm. I think they do start to develop that chemistry. But I agree. I think Terence Howard had better chemistry from the off mm. um, and played that that's annoyed... But, you know, he's that annoyed best friend, but I still love you. Yes. You know? Yes. And I think he pulled that off better. Yeah. Obviously, as is well documented, it was issues between him and Faf, wasn't it, that led to... His pay basically returning. I think yeah. you know which again in hindsight I'm like you know look at where we are now honestly I think if you'd have ponied up a little bit again we don't know these things because he, he could be a difficult actor to work with and it could have been even worse further down the line but that's the thing I would have liked to have seen him as War Machine but that's what happened yeah next time baby <laughs> um, and then wine, again we also had now again the only real reason that Mickey Rourke is even in this is because he just won a, a, an Academy Award for The Wrestler. Yeah. And they basically went, Academy Award winner? All right, yeah, let's try and yep. take him. Um, and again, as he was another, again, fairly washed up actor at the time, yeah. um, I bet he wasn't all that expensive, even though he'd just won an Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, it's... He puts on a crappy Russian accent. He has a weird parrot because Mickey Rourke is just a weird guy and just just demanded certain things and I'm just he's a bit he's a bit of a nothing character like yeah he just he doesn't he, he's supposed to be this kind of equal intelligence to Tony Stark sure as shit does not come across it no, that way no absolutely not absolutely um, not it's weird that, that like you say that juxtaposition because there's a scene where he's got glasses on mm. and he's working on something and I'm like that just doesn't fit no uh, and he's also like, ooh, he thinks he's so so smart. He takes all these and uh, takes all these androids from Hammer Industries and starts tinkering with them and doing this, that, and the other. And it's like all to build up a couple of whips. And I'm, I just get, I, I just like a couple whips, really. Like th- your big whole idea is a couple of whips and some robots. No, you. No, like this. This is like, oh, I've been working on this for years. Like yeah, yeah. the Starks have fucked my family over. Ooh, vendetta. Ooh, blood oath. 
Ooh. But isn't that more of a criticism oh of the character of Whiplash than yeah, perhaps. Mickey Rourke himself? I mean, don't but, be wrong, but, I true. agree. True, but, yeah, but, um, but Whiplash, by his very nature, is just a bloke with a couple of fucking whips on his arms. True. Um, but, I mean, we also got um, uh, in this as well. Oh, God. I, I do this every freaking time with his goddamn name. Sam Rockwell. I don't know why. Oh, yeah, I love Sam, Sam Rockwell. Rockwell. Oh, my God. He's He's... Like, I, I would quite happily watch Iron Man 2 right now, and it's him. Yeah. And and specifically him and Downey Jr. Yeah. And their interplay between each other, where they just have the little comments as they say, that, oh, it's so funny. Yeah. Um, and that was it. It was just like, it, again, he just came in there, and it was just like, people look at Sam Rockwell, and they sometimes, I don't know whether they underappreciate him, or they just don't expect as good from him. But he is quite literally the only shining star from this film. Yeah. Like, people can go, oh, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, mm. and again, I, yeah. I th- you know, she's worth... I do think she has to be mentioned because her, you know, that's the introduction of yes, our Black Widow the, the to the universe. Widow, yeah. I love the sequence where her and Happy raid the place at the end and he's, like, boxing one dude and she takes out about ten guys and comes back and he's just finished taking out one bloke with his boxing blows. It's mm. awesome. Because again, we're back in well, what was this twenty ten by that point? Mm. You know, this is ass kicking female that that we hadn't really seen a lot of at this stage still. Um, and yeah, and Pepper Potts is Pepper Potts, isn't she? I mean, we didn't mention uh, Gwyneth Paltrow in the first one. I, she's, uh, she's she's all right. She's yeah, serviceable in the role. That, that that's it. it and it's it, one of those things. Yeah, I'd rather they kept bringing her back if they're going to use Pepper Potts the character. Yeah, I'd rather it was the same actress every time. So yeah, fair I just enough. hate the actress. Um, yeah. so stuck up. And that's the thing. It's just when you I'd hear like to it, consciously uncouple from her. Uh, and and my life. Yeah, it, it's just every interview she just turns around like when she, she was talking to Fav about something and he was like oh yeah well when we did Spider-Man she's like I wasn't in Spider-Man he's like yeah you were she was like no, I wasn't I was never in Spider-Man I have no idea what you're talking about it's like you just get get paid a shit ton of money you don't even fucking care about this stuff and those are the little things that do bug me a little bit because it's like you don't realise the privilege you've got like you're a mediocre actress You've got a shitty website company, and apparently you talk about your vagina a lot. Eh. <laughs> I didn't know that fact, to be fair. That's, that's, only that's direct the, factual content there, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we, yeah we, we had an Iron Man 2. Now, and again, it brought me stuff I wanted, yeah. right? Because that Monaco sequence with the cars and the whiplash, I love that sequence. Yeah, it's yeah. a brilliant action sequence. Um... I and from the the only thing I disliked about the first one was the end fight. He was underpowered, and I was like, you know what? I really want to see Iron Man at full power. Hmm. Really want to see him at full power doing a job. And they give you that at the end. You get full power Iron Man taking on all the bots. Hmm. Um, and yeah, you know, so they're the things that gave me that I wanted. And like I said, I do like Sam Rockwell, and but it's I think it's the Demon in a Bottle storyline. I don't think it was necessarily needed and i think i'd rather have seen demon in a bottle actually yeah i think i'd have rather seen the alcoholic yeah it's if you're gonna do that then i would have green poison or whatever yeah no if you're gonna do it do do it proper don't do this half-assed attempt because especially uh, you know reading the comics as they are at the moment so just just to give you a, a quick lowdown on a recent story iron man suddenly you know goes out into space to fight an enemy, ends up with kind of, you know, cosmic powers. 
But in the process of going up there and doing a lot of stuff, he's putting himself at strain all the time. His body, his health, everything. He ends up on morphine because he has to fight. He, he doesn't have a choice. The universe is at stake. He has to fight. So he ends up on morphine and he knows. He is just constantly playing this out in his head. He's like, I'm going to have to deal with this after the fact. Going to have to deal with this after the fact. And then as the kind of conclusion of the story hits... He is quite literally curled in a ball on the floor, a gibbering wreck because the drugs have gotten to him. And it's like, guys, even now, like, and, and at the end of it, he takes himself off. He's like, no, I need to go to rehab. I have to get away from everyone. I have to get away from everything. I need to detox because this isn't the first time. It probably won't be the last. And it's such an important part of his character. I understand that they're like, well, this is a kid-friendly film. We don't want to touch on that. I get it. If you're going to do it, do it properly in, say, Iron Man 3. Don't put it in 2 where you're still trying to be family-friendly. Take that a little bit further down the line. And, yeah, having him dancing around in the suit, Rhodey turns up, basically nicks the, uh, you know, the war machine suit and just fucks off with it. It didn't really feel like it, it did anything for the Demon in the Bottle storyline. It just basically went, well, we're going to reference it because he's pissed in the Iron Man suit. But that's about it. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> Just is no, a letdown. For me, it's, uh, it's relatability. Yeah. Alcoholism I can relate to. Palladium poisoning I can't. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the issue. Yeah. And it also meant that what you... So you've fucked up the device in your chest, have you? So you've got to rebuild it with some different material that doesn't exist. Oh, why didn't so ha- you know that? It just so happens that your dad has this yeah, big, exactly. big. What was it? Like, what he has it? is a massive, massive MacGuffin. That's yeah, what he has. It, but, a really big, raging MacGuffin. Isn't the MacGuffin like just a? a, a it's just like a. Oh, I'm trying to think. What it's, it, a, it's a, a display. Yeah, a, it's, a, a it's the model display. of the expo. Bullshit! Like it's oh a model my of the expo, God. and all of particular features of the expo make a new chemical symbol or some shit, doesn't it? Yeah, and it's, it's like, oh my fucking god! Oh, this can save Iron Man! Oh god! Yeah, it just it, we've had a lot of MacGuffins. This was just this was the first. Oh, go yeah. fuck yourself, MacGuffin! Yeah, this was the first one. I was like, really? Yeah. Um, obviously, as well. I suppose we should start mentioning. Um, although he's only been in the Iron Man stuff so far, is Clark Gregg as Phil Coulson. Sure. Starting to come in as the agent of the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement Logistics Division. You really need to get an acronym for that, as is said in the first one. Mm. I can't believe I've just pulled that out. Well done. Well, yeah, well, 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 um, well done. <laughs> I'm going to cut that celebration, though, because then it sounds cooler. Um, so, yes, he is very funny, and he's obviously sort of our thread through mm. this phase one, and... Again, looking back on it in hindsight, with what happens in Avengers, you can see that he was our guide. He was the audience through the series. Mm-hmm. Well, what's this? This looks a bit new. I need to understand what this is. Oh, okay, right. Now I understand a bit more by Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. No, now we've got fantasy weird gods and shit. And, you know. Well, that's and, it. And two, two ends. With us. Two, two ends with Coulson driving up. To find Thor's hammer. Yeah. That, that's how the exactly. film ends. Because he has to go You know, because the actual ending is a bit boring. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, a year later, because this was sort of as they were establishing their feet. I mean, again, we look at it now, and it's two films a year yeah. pumped out. 
like fucking clockwork. And we'll start to see that when we get to phase two. Are we only at two this year? Oh, hang on a minute. We've had well, you've got strange. to you've got to forget We've about got... it. It's COVID, man. Yeah, well, that's so, true. You know COVID what? My apologies. Up, My apologies. Uh, so well, so yeah, I don't... I think next year they'll start to return to normal. But we've also, if you think about it, we've also got all of the TV shows as well. Oh, yeah, which yeah. Is so six episodes so long each. So, I mean, yeah. Oof, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Absolutely. But yeah, so 2011. 2011 for Thor. And uh, it was followed later that year by Captain America First Avenger in the same year. Thor. I, even now, I love Thor. For, I love the first Thor. I do. Um, I think it looks so different yeah. to any of the others. And I don't oh, just yeah. mean the Taika Waititi one. I mean the second one in it as well. It, oh, yeah, the, se- the second one. The, visually, yeah, they're yeah, so yeah. different. Yeah, um, and that's the thing. It's when you go, okay, we're going to give uh, God to Kenneth Branagh, uh, you know, a Shakespearean dude who kind of knows his, his high high words uh, and, you know, long sentences. and dry- Yeah. Yeah, okay, that, that felt like it was in safe hands. And... While the action scenes are perhaps a little limited in this, there's really not many action scenes. No. If you if you think about it, there's a couple of bits with the destroyer, but nothing that's of the scale of kind of what we've seen in Iron Man one or two. Yeah. If yeah. you really think, no, about certainly it. not that many moving pieces. No. Because it's in that small little town yeah. in the desert. Yeah. There's not many people around. You're not dealing with a massive, massive cast of extras and shit. Yeah. Going on in the background. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. The little, uh, like you say, the little village or little town that they go to. I can't remember what it's called. Now. Um, and. It's it's that thing of you look at it and you're like, okay, you built a set out in the middle of the desert and that's it. Like you you look at the budget now, uh, say the latest Thor that we've just suddenly seen the trailer for this yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, Love and Thunder. And you look at the the budget of that and you look at everything in that and then you look at the first Thor and go, you bet you look like you barely had a tenth of that budget, you mm. know. But they managed to stretch that, you know, they managed to stretch a dollar a lot more perhaps now because of everything going on. Um, That was the thing. At times, it felt like they hadn't put enough funds behind it. But at the same time, I'm kind of glad because it focused on character and story. Like, this is the the coming out party for Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the guy was a home and away actor or something like that. Yeah, I think he was. And that was it. Um, You know, Natalie Portman. Everybody bloody loved Natalie Portman at this point. But you put a relative unknown in Chris Hemsworth. Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, exactly. Who was Tom Hiddleston? You know, now look at the pair of them. My God. And I mean, like, again, Tom Hiddleston's a, uh, such a fantastic actor, yeah. regardless of what he does. I, I, you know, Hemsworth, I've seen yeah, him in a couple no, 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 of comedy yeah, yeah. roles and I like him in, co- you know, he's all right in those comedy roles because he's playing off type. Yeah. But, you know, he's an action hero. Yeah. And that's, I think that's where his bread and butter will be after this. Yeah. Um, the Warriors 3 and Sif and stuff like that. Okay, those elements were fun and there's a nice interplay yeah, there. Yeah, I really like Jamie Alexander's um, Sif, actually. I, I, that's one of the things that I've really enjoyed she, over yeah. the films yeah. is her... And again, they sort of expand the role a little bit as it goes into other films, which is yeah. nice. Um, she, yeah, you know what? You're right, because the only kind of, uh, say, action kind of female we've had at this point is Black Widow. And yeah. to be honest... 
Sif always seemed a bit more badass than Black Widow. Oh, yeah, Black yeah. Widow's just like silent. Whereas Sif's like, no, no, no. She's got. You can see the fire behind that girl. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hell's yeah. Um, and yeah, she is a great character. It is a shame that she, you know, went off and did a TV show. Kind of meant that she couldn't come back and do films. Um, I understand that. And by all accounts, I think she's going to be back for the new one, which is great. Um, the Warriors 3, again, I know a couple of them, I think, ended up getting recast or something. I only think one of them, wasn't it? The, was it one, re- one of them recast? Um, Fandral. Yes, that it was, was replaced exactly, with John yes. Krasinski in the end. Uh, no, Zachary Levi. Yes. The guy who plays Shazam. Yes. Who was it first, then? Uh, who some, played him first? I can't remember the guy's name. He, he yeah, just, nor can yeah. I. Okay. Uh, uh, somebody anyway, not Let's not get bogged down. No. Um, <laughs> but again, so the interplay between <laughs> them is, is interesting. Um, but the... The crux of the whole damn thing is Thor and Loki. Their relationship, yep. just the embodiment that both of those actors played. We've seen all the way through uh, all of the other films and everything else, all the interactions and how well those two played off of each other. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, you, you, you look at the Loki series and how much it pains him, you know, especially the, the Richard E. Grant bit was, was the bit that really got oh, me, yeah, where, yeah. where he's just like, you know, yeah, I, you know, I, I hid and blah blah blah, and then I just wanted to go. I just wanted to go home. I wanted to see my brother, and it's that that bit. I'm like, you know, it's you, you can feel it. You can feel how well they've gelled over these films. You can feel the relationship growing so much so that the impact of the TV, uh, sorry, the TV, the impact of the movies has had had such a huge impact on the comic books that people who watch the films don't know. Mm that Loki is essentially a hero now. That was not the case until the films came out and really changed the dynamic of their relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So when you've got the actual films now having massive impacts on the comic books themselves, as opposed to the comic books just influencing the film, I think that's, that's where we suddenly start to feel that this isn't just a couple of Marvel films... This is a universe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because again, back in two thousand and eight, we didn't know. We hoped we might get to Avengers, but we didn't know that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Whereas by this point, yeah, Avengers Assemble was on the slate. Oh yeah, it but was yeah. coming, and yeah. it, you know, it was like, oh my god, we're really going to get this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, uh, Thor saw the introduction of Hawkeye for us. Mm-hmm. Um, Who at Jeremy the time? Renner, I, I didn't know much about Jeremy Renner. All, uh, and this is the weird thing. All I remembered is that he was in like a National Lampoon's film <laughs> from the early two thousand, like late nineties, early two thousands, and I can't remember the goddamn name of it. I'm gonna have to have a quick look at it now. But that was the thing. As soon as I saw him, I was like, "Hang on a minute, I remember you from somewhere." Um, and I'm gonna there you go. National Lampoon's senior trip. His first. Film credit. Wow. And I remembered him from that, and I was like, hang on, weren't you in that? And that was that threw me. That threw me. And that was 95 that he, in 1995 he was in that. So, Jesus Christ, that's quite a... Wow. Yeah, so I would have seen him... Probably possibly like 28 weeks well, later. because no, I just looked yeah. at that and was like, shit, I didn't know he was in that. And I didn't know he was in just, uh, the assassination. Ah, oh, Hurt Locker. That's uh, it. That's yeah, what I knew him from. Yeah. I didn't realise he was in SWAT as well. I remember SWAT. Oh my god, he played Jeffrey Dahmer. Didn't realise that. Unlucky. Um, so yeah, and again, you know, he's he's. I like uh, you, you look at these and you see the way they introduce them, and it's 
we've, you're doing so much in Thor introducing new characters that yes, they introduce Hawkeye. He's a bit part. Mm-hmm. That's all he needs to be at this yeah. stage. Yeah. He's going to get his turn later on. Yeah. And that's the beauty of what they've done with a lot of this. Whereas, as you said earlier, you know, you look at the DC stuff and it was like, right, well, we've got Man of Steel, so let's, but now we need very quickly to get to Justice League. Yeah. So, all right, we've maybe got one film to get to Justice League. So, Justice League, we'll do a Batman Superman because then we can have both of them in it. And we'll introduce Wonder Woman so we haven't got to do that in Justice League. But you're still introducing two brand new characters and setting them up in the universe of Superman that you'd established. Mm. And it's like, yeah. And then you get to Justice League and it's like, right, so now we're going to introduce the rest of the cast, but the rest of the crew, but we need to go into their origins and backstories and blah, blah, blah. And like you say, Marvel knew what they were doing from the start. We're Mm. going to introduce this guy and then this guy and then this guy and then this guy and then this guy. And then we're going to do Avengers. Whereas DC, like you say, were being reactive. We're like, oh, we've only got this one thing out so far. We need something with Batman. People will watch Batman. Let's put Batman in something. And obviously there was the, what was it? I Am Legend. There was a billboard Oh I God! Am Legend yeah. that featured yeah. a Batman Superman logo, and, and we all laughed at the yeah. time, going, "Oh, uh, we're never, never going to see a Batman Superman happened. film." And when we do, we all literally went, "Oh Jesus!" Yeah, I Christ. wish I'd never seen a Superman. It, it felt like a slap in the face, and given that I am Legend star Will Smith, slap in the face, boom, brought it full no. circle. Oh, nice. that's oh. top quality entertainment, there, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. You don't get that everywhere. There you go. So, yes, Thor. Enjoyable. Very much. That. Again, uh, another person missing out, actually, is uh, Stellan Skarsgård. Oh, uh, yes, God. Oh, man. I mean, the guy, he's been so in funny. so much stuff. He's been a good guy, a bad guy in so much stuff. It was a refreshing pace to actually see him laughing, joking, the drunken scene, all fucking hilarious. Because it, he'd just been a miserable bastard actor in so much stuff. I was so happy to see him as a different character for a change. Yeah, absolutely. So, So, later that year, we moved into Captain America, the first Avenger. um, Which I can, will go on record and saying, as our friend Baggy uh, probably still hates this the most, more than most films. Yeah, but he um, hates just, it because of one scene yeah, with a powered motorbike. We'll get there. We'll, which is very Captain America. <laughs> Fucking hell. Yeah, it's good. But no. Um, so, yeah, I mean, let's face it. The idea of having Captain America in this was, like, okay, yeah, okay, which version of Captain America are we going to do? Okay, so we are actually going to go back to World War Two, and you're going to bring Chris Evans, who used to be Human Torch. What? Okay. And then you kind of watch him as Steve Rogers and go, ah, I see what you saw now. Like, I can't envisage anybody else as Steve Rogers after that. No, absolutely not. Just really, really different. Like, I know loads of people were in contention. John Krasinski, who, okay, fine, maybe. How many superheroes does he want to play? Yeah, I know. I mean, but that's the thing. I've never looked at the guy and gone, yeah, I, I mean, he, he, I've never rated him as an actor. I've never, you know, he, he's, he's not on my radar. I never enjoyed The Office, The American Office. I know people do. Yeah, I no, never I enjoyed never it. it. I, I love The British Office because of Ricky Gervais. Mm. I didn't care about The American Office. Um, so I didn't much give a crap about him. And he, I, I just took one look at him and I went, you just don't look like it. Whereas Chris Evans kind of had that appeal. I was like, okay, human tours, didn't they? Um, 
I love how they never even really did any joke about the fact that he played a superhero before, which is actually one of the refreshing things I was glad about. Yeah. Like, they didn't comment on that before. No, I assume that's because Marvel probably wanted everyone to forget about the Fantastic Four movies at that stage. Yeah. Because it was still owned by Fox at the time, wouldn't it yeah. have been? So they I wouldn't have wanted to big up a franchise they didn't own. Having watched uh, Fantastic Four and Silver Surfer, I wanted to forget about the Fantastic Four franchise. I still like Silver Surfer. Um, I, I just Jessica Alba's very wooden, very muted performance where like, she's bleeding from her nose and I'm like, is she acting? Is she doing <laughs> something? Yeah. Um, but that's bashing another film. Um, so yeah, uh, I mean, Hugo Weaving. Oh, I love him. He just He's so good. Doesn't so matter which good. villain they want him to be. He can be Megatron. Yeah. He can be Agent Smith. Yeah. He can be Red Skull. Doesn't matter. Let him have a go. Yeah. Um, it, it was just actually enjoyable to watch Red Skull just be a vindictive bastard. Yeah. Like, he genuinely didn't give a fuck about anything. He was like, no, this is my agenda. Fuck Hitler. Yeah. Fuck the Reich. It's all about Hydra. It's an interesting point, actually. It is. You look back and it's a, he is a totally what some people would say was a two-dimensional villain because he is just an evil fucker. There, yeah. there is no redeeming quality. Yeah. There is no redemption arc. No. He is an evil fuck. He will screw over anyone doesn't matter who they are, how long they've worked for him, how close they are to him, he will fuck them over to achieve his ends. Yeah. And there's something to be said for that sometimes. Yeah. And again, if you'd have tried to give me a red skull that I needed to uh, oh, sympathise yeah, yeah. with and you know have empathy for, you're going the wrong way, mate. Yeah. Red skull should be red skull. Yeah, um, I mean, there's also... Um, we got introduced to Hayley Atwell, which is the... The other awesome thing from oh god yeah um, she's uh, I mean you know because I, I quite enjoyed the Peggy series when they did that that gave her a solo series Agent oh Carter. god yeah that I mean I good. I enjoyed the first one not the second yeah that's true actually actually the second yeah. one fell off a little bit but yeah, the first the series one I really yeah, enjoyed yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah you know that she gets introduced she has got a big part it's strong I, female exactly. person and, and this is the thing and and again it, it does. It does always take you back because, you know, you look at World War Two and it's like, oh, okay, all the gents across the pond, are, oh, you know, they, they were fighting. I know for a fact, because my nan did this shit, that women were just as integral to the war effort yeah, as the men were. And that's the beautiful thing that she just walks in. It's just like, yeah, she'll just punch a guy in his fucking stomach because he's being a prick. Yeah. Um, it's just like, yeah, she's just as tough as you, son. Yeah. Like, she, she's a woman. I mean fucking thing like she's actually smarter than you guys are and yeah just the relationship she builds up with steve and again it's it feels natural it's not one of these kind of forced things it just feels like there's just a natural play between them that by the end you're like ah oh, damn it yeah. he's 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 not gonna get to that day no. even. and it's it's such a lovely old-fashioned romance as yes. well it really is yeah. has that throwback quality um, obviously, we got introduced to Sebastian Stan as Bucky, yep. albeit briefly. Um, I think, I, I but, think you know, I, maybe he'll come back. Oh, maybe Who he'll come knows? back. We we don't know enough about the comics to think that Winter Soldier. Ooh, ooh. Um, um, <laughs> and Dominic Cooper as oh. Howard Stark, which I really enjoyed. I mean, it, how do you go about portraying the father of Tony Stark 
after the success of Iron Man and Iron Man 2, and you pull Dominic Cooper out of the bag, and it really worked. Like, I was very like, uh, how, how are they going to pull this off? Like, I've read the comics. Howard Stark is actually a bit of a prick uh, in the comic books at times. And then they brought Dominic Cooper, and I went, oh, okay, we're getting a bit of a different version. I'm down with this. Yeah, no, I think they did all right with it, absolutely. And again, you, to be fair to the character, you get to see more of him in like the Agent Carter series, and I think he was a bit more of a dick in that series than he was in the film, potentially. Yeah. Um, and again, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Doctor's name? Erskine. St- uh, Stanley Tucci. Tucci. Yeah. Um, you know, again, small only part, a small role. But- but they picked the right man because yeah. there's that sequence where he's talking, that scene where he's talking to Steve about why he's chosen Steve. Yeah. And I still think about that now because it, it's absolutely true. People who've grown up with power have no respect for it. People who have, earned, uh, have grown up without it yeah. and then are given power respect it and use it differently to yeah. the people who take it for granted. Yeah. And it's such a fantastic sequence with the two of them because he does the drink thing doesn't he he gets him it's um schnapps isn't it yeah, yeah, yeah and he gives it to him and then he goes to drink it he's like oh no you've got an operation tomorrow you can't have it and drinks it himself <laughs> like it's yeah. i love it he's yeah. just like you say that's such a small part but yeah. is key to the development of the character in that very early phase um another person who uh i absolutely loved in this was Toby, Toby Jones as Armin Zola like Zola is just again he's just that put upon mastermind that is just working for uh, the Red Skull and it's just like he treats him like absolute dog shit mm-hmm. um, but at the same time he's still so very loyal to Hydra and his appearances and, and voice coming back later on in potential further films oh wait you will probably know all that um, I don't know why I keep like you know trying to hide the spoilers from them. We're 14 years in now. If they haven't watched this, why are you true? You, to I, this I, yeah, I wonder why. You um, were <laughs> but um, yeah, so all these little bit characters that are played by actually good actors. Tommy Lee Jones as the oh you god, know, as the captain. Yeah, I love a bit of Tommy Lee I mean, Jones. He doesn't have a bit of Tommy Lee Jones. Um, and again, his character is good because it's that grudgingly coming to respect. Steve Rogers. Yeah. Because he does the bit with the hand grenade where he chucks out a fake hand grenade and hopes that oh, God, his yeah. boy, that he wants to get it, is going to, you know, try and do something oh, really brave. And yeah. it's Steve that yeah. jumps on top of it. Yeah, the other one runs away. Steve jumps it. on top of it. And she, yeah, it's where, uh, yeah, that's where uh, Peggy the, just looks at him yeah. and is just like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the, the flag. If you, anyone who can get up that oh. pole and get the flag down gets to ride in the car back. And is this it? And he just pulls the pin out, knocks yeah. the flag down, takes it off the top and gets in the car. Yeah, and that's it. He just does it so casual. And it's just <laughs> like, they're all looking at him and it's just like, that is why, because he's thinking outside the box. Exactly. Like, this is a good soldier. And again, what we're describing here is laying the foundations for a decent character. Yeah. You're showing us that character's nature. Yeah. And, you know, it's often something that people don't understand when it's like, well, you, but how... How did this person get portrayed better than that person? And it's like, because it's in the writing. If you've got to tell me why I should like a character yeah. with words through other characters or a yeah. narration or whatever, then you're doing something wrong. Because you can show me it. We get the first 
which is obviously a huge impact for everybody. And even now, even now watching stuff, we get the first, I can do this all day. Oh, yeah. Uh, Beat up to shit, skinny as fuck, Steve Rogers, before he's had the serum, before he's Captain America, still putting up a fight. And he's just like, yeah, I can do this all day. No, you can't. But you've got the spirit of the person that can. And 11 years later, it's a musical. And it's oh god oh fuck yeah that's all I ever think when I hear that now is I can do this all day oh god yeah um, <laughs> and that's it like you're not to say that other characters ooh, may say the same line you know and all the it just it, it came from a great place and that's the thing as much as I know not everybody loves some of the first films the budgets and st- the characters are what make these films yeah. and always have done. You get to the end of that film and you're suddenly like, we all know where this is going. We all know. But at the same time, it is heartbreaking to see Peggy realise that Steve is just going to crash into the ocean. Yeah, he's not coming back. He, he ain't coming back. And she's just like, Steve, Steve, uh, on, the, on the radio. And it's just like, oh, heartbreaking. Yeah. And then we jump to 50 years later. Exactly. And Wow. You know, you just... The film just ends with him waking up in modern-day New York, being surrounded by S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, Fury walking up to him, just like, sorry, we, we're trying to ease you into it, and he's just like, how, how much time has passed? Uh, yeah, that's right, because they fuck up, don't they? Because they're playing a ball game or something in the he was room, a, yeah. and he's like, well, I was at that game. Yeah. So that can't <laughs> yeah. be happening right now. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, then you get... I, I remember the post-credit was actually the... Teaser trailer for Avengers, yes. wasn't it? On that, but one? it's it's the fact that it just ends with ah, oh, had a date, and it, 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 that's it. And it, that is it, again, it goes back to that little bit, that whole film, and that little bit at the end is so very telling for that character further down the line because he that's the one thing he he cares about more than anything. So yeah, Full we circle. then move on Ooh. to Marvel's The <laughs> Avengers. <laughs> So, we reunite all of the characters we've met so far, and we get Loki as our baddie. And, well, wow. Wow. Yeah. um, What a film. It still is, to this day. Yeah. I adore it. Here's something I'd like to kick off with straight away. Attention to detail. Attention to fucking detail. And this is one thing that Marvel have always been very good at. Mm. Iron Man 2 introduced his new one-shot weapon that he uses in the final sequence. It's like a big laser beam that shoots out of his thing and then ejects a cartridge, but he's like, oh, I can only use it once. Mm. He's only got one of them. He uses that at the beginning of Avengers to clear the turbo fan that, the, that is blocking the jet. Mm-hmm. He uses that same thing to clear it. Oh, okay. I, I, yeah, exactly. Okay. You didn't even notice. No, no, no. And it's you're not, a I'm huge just, fan. Just, you know what not, I mean? It's not that. It's just that I've, I've seen the film, um, but I've, I've seen it, but I'm not. Oh, I don't I've remember every sequence. That, that film yeah. so many times. So, so many times. I, I still say that is a film that I could watch at any time. I never get bored of it. I never don't want to watch it. There are. I mean, there are still a, few, a couple of bits that I don't love about it um just the just the introduction of loki and things like that it's underground it, it, 
it just didn't have the majesty that I thought it might do. But I also understand they're not going to give them a massive fucking budget at this point. It's like, okay, you've been chugging along, you've been doing well. We'll give you the budget, but you need to kind of save that for the end. It, that's the thing. It felt like the opening could have had a bit more oomph to it. That's the only thing I would have said. Okay. Okay. But again, that's just more in terms of... You'd, you'd uh, like more action than a massive hole in the ground being an no, no, entire again, shield security's being... Yeah, again, no, I'm uh, you know, it's, it's just like... And again, I feel, I feel sorry for, for Jeremy Renner for, for, for part of the film because it basically starts with him just being poked in the chest and suddenly he's a bad guy and I was a bit like, the fuck? He's literally just started the film. So, like I say, just those kind of little things. Yeah. Those I know you mean. bug bears. I know what you mean, but at the end of the day, someone, you know, so they needed a character that was going to be yeah. that, and it was I, easiest to do that with him, I guess. Yeah, you know? I, I, I understand that. So there I, are reasons, yeah, but I, just, I, I see what yeah. you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I yeah. suppose my, if, if it would have been me, I'd have preferred, say, Black Widow to have taken that place, because we've already seen enough of Black Widow. We've only seen a snippet of Hawkeye, but I also understand the logistics behind it and all that yeah. crap because you want the woman to be on the good side because, you know, this, she's the only woman on the team. So. I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah. You get the first mention of Budapest. Budapest, you the Budapest. You and I remember Budapest very differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we get... Coulson has his big moment in this one mm-hmm. and unfortunately pays the price for it. Um, yeah, being I mean... Being struck I down by Loki. I mean, at this point, I, I couldn't even tell you whether Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is supposed to be canon or not. So, is he supposed to be dead? I don't know. Supposed I was going to gonna leave that to one side, to yeah, be honest. That, yeah. As far as... If you watch Avengers, he dies at the end of Avengers. So, that's... You know, he dies in Avengers. And that is... If you keep watching the films, he dies in Avengers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. we're just going to focus on the films this time. So, I'm going to leave it like that. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah... Obviously, yeah, I, I just don't even know where to start because you've got Stark Tower gets built in this one and is set up and that is hugely important. You know, and again, as the fan, you look at it and go, oh, Avengers Tower. Oh, it could become Avengers Tower, which it kind of does. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, could, I could quote this film all day. I fucking love it. It's, you know, where he bounces, uh, Captain America's like, right, go over here and do this and set up a perimeter back to 34th Street and blah, 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 blah. And the cop's like, who are you? Why should we listen to you? And then he just beats the crap out of a couple of Chitauri in front of him and he's like, right, push a cordon back to... But it's that. It's And that's that's Whedon being the director and the writer is, is that he doesn't need... There's no need to acknowledge, oh, shit, he's really cool. Mm-hmm. I should do what he says. You... You just leave a beat after he's finished, and then the cop just repeats his exact words as if they were his own. And it, it, it's that that really, really brings everything together in this film. It's like the sequence, which is, I mean, how, how iconic is that bit where the camera spins round them, and they're all stood there, lined mm. up, ready to fight. And, you know, it's a setup, obviously. Yeah, of course. But... <coughs> It looks really good. It's cool. Yeah. You're spinning around them all and then they split off and you follow each one through the battle. Again, going back to what we said at the beginning of the episode about Michael Bay. 
There is a whole sequence where he jumps from one character to the next, 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 around the entire city. Mm-hmm. You never once get lost on where you are. Yeah. You it, always know what's going on and yeah. where you are because of the way he shoots it. And again, the little teamwork bits. You just, you know, you're on a, you see the big Chitauri bastard and there's uh, Hulk ripping up a bit of fucking steel or something. You're like, what the fuck are you doing? And then he stabs it in and then Thor, who's there just beating up some other dude, turns around and smashes it. And it's like, yeah, I mean, see, that's the thing. So, I mean, one of the most enjoyable things I'd say about it was uh, the, uh, of the film is, is the, introductions that each character has to one another so you know stark to steve and how very much they're polar opposites you've got the future man you've got the man stuck in the past um it never got the i don't know whether it's just because they just didn't appear they gelled on screen but they didn't gel anywhere near as much as they seem to in the comic books if that makes sense they always seem to be in the film, they always would kind of appear to be at loggerheads in some way or other. Yeah, there was always... Tension. Always yeah, there was always tension. Like you say, they always seemed to be, whatever the discussion was, they were always put at different ends of it. Yeah. Um, the introduction of Thor to them, and then you just got the, the, the big three just stood kind of there, and you're just like, wow, Marvel has their big three, that's these three guys. DC has their big three. When they put their big three together, nobody fucking cared in Batman Superman. Mm. This meant something. It was like, just paused. Yeah. You know, it just died down for a moment. And then the interplay off of each other, um, you know, calling in point break. Oh, that's the first thing that popped into my head. Uh, well done, point break. You got a mean swing. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, Steve just going... I, I I got that reference. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Christ. Um, yeah, what was that? Wizard of Oz, wasn't it? It was a Wizard of Oz wet reference, and he's like, "Yeah, I got that. <laughs> I, got, I got that reference." Um, so, and then you know, later on, I mean, these are the things. So again, there's little bits like, uh, you know, they rescued Clint, and then he's suddenly kind of welcomed in as part of the team. It's like, dude, you've literally dream just been trying to kill us and screw us over for like however long. And you were just going to include him as part of the team. That, like I said, so those are the couple of bits where I'm a bit like, very forced, very thrown into it. Um, but they work together as a team. But uh, the only thing, that, the only criticism of that I'd say is that that shouldn't be as quick as it was. Like they've, they've not had fought together before, and yet they're suddenly pulling out double moves. You know, like tag team wrestling shit. And I'm like, very quick. You, how did you know he was going to do that? You know, so that's, again, it's all visual representation. It's a film at the end of the day. I should forget that it's not real world. It's a fucking film meant to entertain. Um, you know, suspend disbelief for a little while, perhaps. Um, <laughs> but, again, we've got Mark Ruffalo, who really changed the dynamics of this, coming in as the Hulk that he did. Because he's not Ed Norton. No. He's a lot more somber. He's a lot more thoughtful. He looks a lot more like Bruce Banner, the Doctor. Norton didn't fill that Banner role. No, no, no. Um, and then when Ruffalo changes and he's just like, I'm angry all the time. And just changes on a dime and you're like, what the fuck? Uh, and and again, just, that's one of the coolest sequences where oh, yeah. he, he just changes and goes... Because, yeah, as it cap goes, uh, Dr. Banner, now would be a really good time for you to get angry. <laughs> yeah. Just like, ah, oh, Cap, do you want to know a secret? 
I'm always angry. Um, and again, it's just, like you say, Cap, we know. He's, this is a guy who's gone through World War Two. Nobody's forgetting that. Like, Tony's taking the piss, but he also is just like, this is a guy who's actually fought a war. Yeah, I'm going to defer to him when he's going to call out the battle plan. He's a strategist. He's fought in a fucking war. So he tells people where to go, and it's just that Hulk. Smash. Uh, <laughs> and just the big grin. Yeah. You know, who wasn't in the crowd watching that just going, yeah. fuck yeah, go Exactly. Smash. And that's yeah. what it was. It was a crowd pleaser. It was amazing to yeah. see. Um, yeah, I, I, like you say, there's so many good bits in there and, and character interplays. You know, everyone gets their little bit, I think. It's like you say, even with Hawkeye, he, he, there's nice bits with him and Black Widow after he's changed. And, oh, Black Widow and Loki. Yeah. Where she totally tricks him. Yeah. Well, doesn't you know? He still gets what he wants, but you know, she figures out what his plan is and what he's trying to do, and he thinks he is winding her up and upsetting her and shit. And then she's like, "Oh, thanks," and just walks off. Yeah. Because again, like, this you mewling film, quim, and it's just like, "Oh, thanks that's, for that's the, tip. the line." Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh God, it's you a mewling quim. And again, yeah. I was going to say that in Thor, actually, Tom Hiddleston, he. When he says some of these words, you know, people, they talk of people spitting venom. It, yeah. Honestly, I swear, if you were stood in front of him, you would get poisoned. Mm-hmm. The, it, the ferocity that he delivers these lines with and the, the biting, acidic nature of it, yeah. it's just something else. It just takes everything up a notch. Yeah. Like you say, mewling quim. Yeah. When have you just, ever heard the word quim in a film before? It's, it's insane. Just the put-downs that he's just throwing. He's just like, you think you're so good. Yeah. Mewling quim. And it's, again, like you say, delivery is everything. And when you've got good actors, it's not just an action-y film. And again, it's, it's this thing of, you know, I hate when people turn around and say, well, oh, bloody superhero films, they're all the same. They sure as shit are not. No. That's like saying every fucking horror film is the same. They're not. It's like saying every historical film is the same. They're fucking not. Every biography is the same. They're not. They're different stories, different people. No fucking one of them is the same. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I do think it's an interesting point to bring up as we get further into this, uh, you know, when we go through later Ooh, yeah. phases. Because I do... It's something we'll discuss in a minute. I do think has gone away from it in, in the recent years. Um, and it's a shame because I do think that helped the early phases. Mm. Um, what Thanos. was the other sequence I was going to say? That, the, the, other, the other final sequence well, yeah, is just... Thanos. The Thanos, just... Again, uh, you know, just the final words. It's like these people are courting death. Yeah. And just a big grin on Thanos' face. Granted, it's not, you know, Brolin at that point, but... No. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um, the only other scene I wanted to mention is the one in uh, where Loki goes to get the eyeball. Oh, in, yeah. Like Germany or wherever it is. Yeah. That sequence is cracking as well. Because it's that bit of he makes them all kneel and then the one the... man stands up and he's like, no, I will not kneel. There are men like you. And he says, there are no men like me. And he says, there are there always, always men, men like, like you. you. Yeah. And then Cap comes in and is like, you know, the last time I saw someone making other people kneel in this country... We disagreed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah Cap. Yeah, Get Cap. him, Cap. Yeah. Um, maybe change your outfit because it, it does look... That's the, that's the one thing. His outfit looks terrible. Yeah, I, know. I like the Winter Soldier outfit. Oh, God, yeah. Who by the time we get to that, Soldier? it's yeah, good yeah, by the yeah, time yeah, he gets yeah. to that one. Um, so, yeah. I, yeah. And then Schwammer at the end. And then <laughs> Schwammer. 
Uh, right, so, of the six, I have a very easy order, okay. if I'm being utterly honest. Well, before, just before we get to the ranking, okay. I just want to go into that one thing that I just touched on there. This early phase, and into phase two, what, you could see what Marvel did. Iron Man was the traditional superhero movie. Incredible Hulk, I can't define for you. Iron Man 2 was, again, traditional superhero. Thor, fantasy epic. Yep. Captain America, World War II movie. Yeah. And then Avengers is back to the superhero. Again, I, I, phase two much better illustrates this, mm. of, of them going, <clears throat> we don't want our films to all be the same and feel the same. Yep. Let's do a World War II film. And that's Cap. And let's do a massive fantasy epic that's almost Shakespearean in nature. Yep. Thor. And then we want a superhero crowd please a popcorn movie. Mm. Iron Man. And you're catering to all these different demographics with that. So that when you tie it up at the end, people are more likely to go and see the end product because they're like, oh yeah, I really enjoyed Captain America actually. Is he in this? Oh no, I haven't seen any others. Oh well, I'll go watch it anyway. Mm. And you know, I query whether that would still be the case now because I was thinking about yeah. Doctor Strange and let's, you need to have watched WandaVision some what ifs would probably help. The animated what ifs would probably help. Yeah, you. I mean it's. Uh, I think, you, you, but like you definitely have to have seen WandaVision. You're missing so much if you haven't yes, seen yeah, it. Yeah, no, no, you you do. But I also think that the the way that they are they have produced the films is that it's not integral to have watched other things. If you are a fan. Of course you're going to watch this stuff. Mm-hmm. Of course you are. You've got Disney Pet in Plus, for Christ's sake. If you're going to the cinema to go and watch Doc Strange on the opening weekend, chances are you've got Disney Plus. Chances are you've seen WandaVision. Chances are you've at least watched one or two of the wires. Fair enough. That, that's how I perceive the hardcores. It's the casual people, the casual viewers... That perhaps not. Yeah, and I totally I think agree. That's where they can take the, the hardcores are going to be fine. Yeah. But it is those casuals. Think about the casuals. If if the casuals have only seen the movies, mm. where did we leave Wanda? Yeah. yeah. Uh, distraught at the end of Endgame because yeah. Vision's dead. In fact, we don't really see her at but the end. But you don't of know about her kids, which are integral to Doctor Strange. It's very true. Yeah, you true, you true. don't know what she went through in Westview. They say, oh, Westview, blah, 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 right at the beginning yeah. or whatever. You've you, no idea, because again, the, the Darkhold was at the end of WandaVision. You saw her getting that. So, and then it references uh, when she's buried under the rubble. That references all the backstory in WandaVision, where the Agnes, um, Agatha took her through her childhood watching the Dick Van Dyke thing and, and you know, hiding under the thing while the... It's all referencing that. Mm. If you haven't seen it, you're lost. Uh, I, I wouldn't... I don't know whether I'd say lost. I think you would have I think questions. you'd be lost I with think one story. I think you would have questions. You would accept the facts as they're presented to you. Potentially. You'd have questions, but if anything, it would make you come out and go... I really need to watch now. Sure. Is, uh, I need to buy Disney miss, Plus and buy WandaVision. Did I miss the chapter <laughs> where Wanda became a baddie? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think that yeah, it's it's that's the difficult. I mean, it's it's really difficult to watch it and having seen it 
think about not you know yeah I know you, you can't know I mean? go back to the way it yeah, was yeah, then yeah, exactly. I, I get what yeah, you're saying yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely and so that's I've what I mean. only got one way to I, I, I can just look you know because normally you do think oh yeah you'd be alright with this it's like Spider-Man No Way Home it's like yeah if you hadn't seen some you know either of the other Spider-Man movies you might struggle a little bit actually or to but you, you won't because they're just other Spider-Men yeah but you wouldn't have as much of an in thing about it you know yeah. but does that matter in the grand scheme of things with that film? I'm not sure, actually, because as long as you understand that there are other versions of Spider-Man, that's fine. What I think is you don't get as much out of it if yeah. you haven't seen it, yeah. but it doesn't detract from the experience no, no. if you haven't. And that is, yeah. that's what you want as the perfect balance, yeah. isn't yeah, it, yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I just, in my opinion, I feel Strange is really pushing that boundary of yeah. I think leaving will... people behind... They need to find that line because the next one we've got coming up, which will be Thor in uh, in a couple of months. Yeah. I don't envisage any Loki tie-ins uh, whatsoever. I do imagine that Loki is done. He is separate. He's doing his own thing. But I don't know that for fact. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Um, it's the same with Cap and uh, the, you know the Winter Soldier. We've seen the series. We know that there's a new Cap film coming. How much of that is going to reference it? I don't want it to become the part and the norm that they've got so many series that every film has to include something of the series. You, you, the accompanying series can be additional, but it's not necessary. And that's, that's what I want them to be careful of. I, I agree. It, that's um, the Marvel, uh, the Marvel, the Netflix stuff, for example. Yeah. Existed in the same world, and you knew existed in the same world. Never felt the need... To go over there and touch the movie universe. Yeah. It was just in it, and you knew it was, because yeah. they talked about the Battle of New York and this and that, exactly, and Thor yeah. and Iron Man. But, like I say, they never felt the need to go over and bring it in and go, oh, look, 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 we're moving this in. But was that just because it was on Netflix, whereas now sure. they would go, fuck yeah, we're going to cross over and we're going to bring this person in, all that. I mean, Tim Roth. They're getting and, Tim Roth uh, back for a TV series. Yeah, So and, and, on, and on the certain Netflix note, we've obviously got... Whether this is fact, whether this will happen, Daredevil, new series to Disney Plus. Yeah, which will be great. And I'm just like, just don't fuck this up. Like, you've got three fantastic series, and I love Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock. Don't fuck it up. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Please. Don't fuck it up. Just don't fuck it up. Just, just don't fuck it up. Um, yeah, I mean, one of the other things before we suddenly jump onto the actual ordering. Um, now, all of these, you know, uh, phase one films, when they came out, home video and stuff like that, we got one shots, which is actually something that I really do miss. Yeah. I really um, enjoyed those. Item 47, The Consultant. Yeah. Was it the one like a funny thing happened or on, on the way, way to, to yeah, something? On the, on the way to Oklahoma. That's it. Like on that. the way, yeah. yeah, that's it. Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I really enjoyed those. They were yeah. very good. Um, and that was it. They were just little bit parts, but again, it felt like they were pieces of a grander puzzle. Oh, what was the um, Iron Man 2 one? Because there was an Iron Man 2 one that totally... Carter. No, it wasn't Iron Man 2. I'm thinking of the Iron Man 3 one, sorry. Uh, okay. I'm thinking of uh, Iron Man 3. We'll get to that later. Agent Carter was... I don't. I think was he in the phase one. Series? I don't know. I remember whether it was a phase one or phase two. Series? One yeah. No, one shot. They did the one shot. Oh beforehand. yeah, yeah. Of course they did. Yeah, yeah. And that was what instigated the series. The series. They went, 
Fucking hell, she's really good. We want a series out of that. Um, yeah, so again, it, it is a shame that they haven't got that, but we've got fully-fledged series now, so, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Exactly. Okay, then. Right. What's, let's go, we've got six to do. What's your number six? Uh, I'm going to go with Iron Man 2. Fair enough. I'm going with The Incredible Hulk. I'm going to go with Incredible Hulk as five. I've gone with Thor as five. Oh, really? Oh, God. Okay. No, no, no. No, I haven't. I've gone with Iron Man 2 as five. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, I figured that we... Yeah, that, 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 yes. yeah that's kind of a shit. Yeah, Iron okay, Man 2 five. five. Sorry. Um, I reading the numbers wrong. So, uh, right. So, this is, this is where it actually does get a bit difficult. Yeah, quite. I, because... I'm going to put Cap as number four. Okay. I've gone Thor yeah. as number four. And I'm going... Thor for number three. Fair enough, and I've got Cap. <laughs> number three. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. We're not. We difficult. don't exactly. You know, no, no. And again, it's personal choice. I just happen to. Pref- like, it's not that I don't like Thor. I just, if you said to me, should we watch Thor or Captain America: First Avenger? Yeah. I'd be like, actually, uh, let's watch Captain America. So, and that's literally what I did with these last few. Was going. So someone offered me this or this. Yeah. Which one am I going to watch? Yeah. And. That, that's how I ended up with the top four. <laughs> yeah, now... It's, so it's Iron Man or Avengers? Yeah. Which and, way have you gone? Because, again, I'd almost... For the, for the impact that Iron Man yeah, had, that's, for starting the whole yeah, thing, and for being yeah. a good film, because it is a really good film... I am putting that number one. But also... Avengers will be two, Iron Man will be number one. I think it does... It sets very much the tone... For, for that phase um, and it is a film that I wholeheartedly love I don't th- there aren't any particular segments within it that I'm like oh it detracts away from it I don't hate the villain I love Jeff Bridges yeah yeah he's the dude he's the dude he's the dude he doesn't love Jeff and Obadiah Stane's such a cool look I, I love the bald head and the oh, beard oh god he just, he just and he just rocks it and the big cigar he, yeah he just but that's it he portrayed that character he was he was just fantastic. Um, that, is the, that is the reason that it's going one for me. Because it was, it was the benchmark. At that point, I very much love Avengers, as I do, as I say. But, like I say, there's a couple of things in there that, I could, if I could change, I perhaps would. Whereas I don't see anything in Iron Man. I, I, I just, if it's on, I know I've had it in the past, where it's been on, like, any terrestrial TV or something like that. If it's on, I'm watching it. Like... I just am. Yeah. But I imagine yours will probably be the flip reverse of me. Yeah, actually. Yeah, is. there you go. Yeah. I, Iron Man 2 and Avengers 1. Because, I, I, like I say, Avengers, I have watched that film, it must be more than 20, 30 times, mm. just because I love it so much. And I, I would still go home and watch it right now because I'm not bored of it yet. There's, I still love seeing it every time. Well, you can't do that this evening because we have to game with the boys. Uh, true, yeah. We've got to fly some spaceships and stuff, no yeah. doubt. So, yeah. That would be mine. Avengers at the top, but yeah, I mean they're all good. That's the thing with this phase. They're, 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 I don't uh, like. All right, Iron Man Two is maybe the weakest of the pack because you know, I, don't, I don't really think Incredible Hulk is a bad movie. It's just not for me, and I don't think the director helps because it's Louis Leterrier, I think is how you would say it, and he's not a fantastic director in my experience. He's a fairly bog standard. He directed shit like Transporter and stuff like that with Statham and things, 
Um, yeah, I mean, this was a, uh, he's not a brilliant director. And again, yes, I don't know. They what, weren't willing to pony up at that point. Exactly, right? and and although they got these directors in, and certainly I think Avengers, they you know Whedon was do just go here, write the script, direct the film, tie it all together for us. Go, we think you can do this. But it it was much later phases where we started to get what we're at now, which is where I think they've gone with the whole uh, let's theme the films differently, Mm. is more of a, okay, well, let's do... uh, Let's let this director do this film because then it will feel like that. And, and, you know, that's how they're differentiating them now, if you like. Um, But we start to uh, see them taking a chance on the directors. Yeah. Going into phase two and phase three yeah. as, as we move forwards and going, okay, actually, an individual director here yeah. with a vision can make something that people would have gone, really? Yeah. A tree and a yeah. raccoon? That's it. Are you having a fucking laugh? People aren't going to pay to see that. That's the thing. The next couple of phases, yeah, there's, there's risk involved. Huge risk. Um, I mean, again, let's face it, this entire phase was a huge risk oh, to yeah, start yeah. with. I mean, when do, I guess they got bought by Disney at some point in there, because I'm fairly sure uh, Avengers Assemble was a Disney release. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, according to, you know, what we're looking at here, so the, the, yeah, the, the best budget... source of information on the planet, ladies and gentlemen, Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Um, you know, in, in 100 years' time, everybody would be like, oh, uh, yeah. where does our history come from? So Wikipedia. they bought them in 2012 then. Yeah, uh, but... Of the budget of the first six films, and this is just the budget of those six films in phase one, total of $1 billion. They almost quadrupled their investment by getting $3.8 billion off of those six films. Yeah. Wasn't Avengers the first uh, superhero film to gross more than a billion? Yeah. And not Avatar. So that, there you they go. They so, I mean, Avatar that... off for a bit, and then they re-released Avatar or something. Oh, shit, something, so some knock it bullshit off. like that, yeah. Fucking... Blue yeah, because we all can't shit. wait for Avatar of Water. Yeah, I don't know. I watched the trailer and was like, I'm what less interested in this that? than I was the first one. The first one, the only interesting bit was the the humans bit. I didn't like the Pandora Smurfy bit. It looked oh. lovely, but I don't Spung- want to watch... the last rainforest. It's Fungally the Last Rainforest. Stop bullshitting anybody, James Cameron. It's Fungally the Last Rainforest. You definitely popped my mic with that one. There we go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Right, let's let's wrap it up and go and get a drink. Anything else? Any final thoughts? I have one final thought. Go on then. Where are we going to go? No, I'm not going to go there. Uh, no, it's uh, my, my final thought is um, where where would we be if we hadn't have had phase one? Ooh, that's an interesting question. It's a one of really those things interesting question, because I do genuinely feel that in, in a lot of ways, Marvel really has changed the landscape of cinema. Now, a lot of people will take that and be like, whoa, could you really say that? Yes, I fucking can. Yeah. Because do you know how many people have been drawn to the cinema as a result of this. How many people have had an enjoyable time at the cinema? I said it before when we had these critics going, I'm fucking sick and tired of Marvel fans going to the cinema, cheering and being happy. I'm sorry that they have brought a little bit of joy and entertainment to the world and water cooler talk and interest in comic books. The amount of people at work, there's a couple of people at work who have actually, since all of this stuff has come out, 
been interested in reading. I've been lending graphic novels to people that I would never have thought. If that one small thing can come out of all of these films, getting people to read good literature again, I'm happy. <laughs> good stuff. No, I, I think you're absolutely right. I, I, uh, and again, I wouldn't even point at uh, potentially subjective things like uh, in audience enjoyment and things. You show me a studio that has released films over a period of 10 years leading all building on top of each other one by one to lead to a greater end of goal. You, you, you show me that. You can't. There's n it's never been done in cinema before. Yeah. Been done in comic books yeah. for fucking years. Yeah. But it's never been done in cinema. Now, again, we're aware this is Disney. It is the money-making machine. Of course it is. They saw an opportunity and went, fuck yeah, we're having a piece of that. Because they knew where things were going. Exactly. They were smart. But again, if, if Kevin Feige hadn't had those ideas and put in place what he put in place and Marvel hadn't have taken the chance yep. on creating Marvel Studios to try and have a go at films themselves, you, Disney never would have bought them. Like you say, the investment that they have put back into their own studio, not anywhere else, back into their own studio, back into the next production back into the next film let's expand let's just keep going and building and building and building and what the what did they pay for disney pay for them it was two billion or something when it back in the day it wasn't very much was it compared to these big deals we have now at that oh goodness me i mean no i mean when we talk about the you know how much certain uh, you know gaming uh, companies have been bought for you know recently it's, it's billion billions and you're like don't get me wrong, I understand that gaming, uh, you know, industry can warrant a significantly bigger return, but like you say, when you think about how much merchandising and everything else that came out of Marvel, Disney got it at a steal. Yeah, absolutely. Because, like I say, you, you say if it was $2 billion, for example, uh, it pretty much wiped its face with Avengers anyway, then. Mm. It made most of its money back at that stage. Oh, well, oh, yeah. Because that, that was that, a billion yeah. dollar movie. I was yeah. like, oh, okay. So, yeah. Anyway, there we go, ladies and gentlemen. That's our ranking and thoughts and tour through phase one of the MCU. We'll leave it a period of time and do a second one at some point down the road. So look out for that. But for now, I shall say that I have been Bav. And I shall say that I have been Fluff. And this has been Screen Masters.